I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the first hard currency podcast of the new year, our weekly look into the world of currencies. I'm Roger Blitz and joining me is David Bloom of HSBC. And David, FX is already making the headlines with the dollar reaching a 14-year high, followed by the renminbi enjoying its best ever two-day gain. And that's helping to pull the dollar lower across the board. So are we seeing the start of a dollar correction after the post-election rally? Or is this thin markets? What do you make of these early days of the new year? Well, you're right. It's a cracking start for foreign exchange (laughs) to the new year. And I think the renminbi was starting to weaken a bit too aggressively. If you remember January last year, we had a big renminbi move. Oil price fell below 30. It was pretty chaotic. And I think, yeah, yeah, I think the Chinese just don't want that. They don't want to have to come in with their reserves and start intervening to stop the currency from weakening. So they're now using different policy actions. And I think caught the market a bit off guard. As you say, everyone was blindly buying the dollar and they were caught a little bit off guard. So you always get corrections. The market always gets too exuberant. And I don't think this is in any way the end of the dollar rally. Nothing to stop the Trumpflation trade, is there? It's you good. stand in front of that <laughs> Trumpflation train at the moment and you're going to get crushed. The dollar's on a roll for the moment. And we've learned our lesson from Japan and from Abe that the dollar will keep going. Talk us through that. That was Abe coming to power in 2012, promising Abenomics and the yen rallied for something like two years. Well, yeah, so uh, dollar yen uh, arose aggressively. So Abe comes in, the Bank of Japan doubles the monetary base. Dollar yen goes from 80 to 105. So like big, big moves. Mm. And then it kind of the policy starts failing. The Bank of Japan steps on the gas again, goes from 105 to 125. Was it success? Did it create inflation? No. Did it create growth? No. But that didn't stop the Abe kind of momentum. And that's the same thing we think with Trump. Look, okay, but will it last two years? What's going to no, be No, I think it'll be truncated. I mean, right. the reason it's truncated is don't forget Abe had the Bank of Japan on his side. Right. That every time there was policy failure where they promised with the three arrows, fiscal reform and, of course, structural reform. Structural reform never really came through. And when it faltered, the Bank of Japan came in again. Here, the Fed is agnostic. Yeah. If we get over-exuberant about fiscal policy in the U.S. and they don't deliver, then the Fed won't raise rates as high as the market thinks. So uh, I think by mid-year, our exuberance and our enthralling nature behind Trumpflation will have get a big dampener. And you read that agnostic tone in the Fed minutes this week, did you? Yeah, I mean, the Fed said they didn't really know what to make of it. But if there was going to be looser fiscal policy, that needs to be met with tighter monetary policy. And our interpretation would be that would mean a higher dollar. And there was obviously this big move up to, you know, this 14-year high on the back of this manufacturing data, which was actually underpinned by good manufacturing data elsewhere in in the Eurozone, in the UK, in China. Are all boats floating higher? 
Yeah, for the moment, uh, the animal spirits have been unleashed post-Trump, and purchasing managers have a lot to do with animal spirits, not just through data. But it's interesting that as they pick up around the world, it's the dollar people want to buy. You've said it's picked up everywhere, so every time it picks up in a country, you can't buy that currency. So for the moment, it's the dollar that's the winner. Later on, I think the dollar will be the loser, but that's not for today. When do you think that might come about? Are you looking at mid-year, or is the inauguration of Trump that day, is that key? He's actually doing a press conference next week. Well, it is key. He said he named China's currency manipulate on day one. Nobody believes that. But uh, we still stand in a little bit of fear. But by mid-year, I think this whole idea of how big the fiscal package is, what he can achieve, the market's going to get over-enthusiastic. Just look at us in FX. We get over-enthusiastic. We get carried away. By mid-year, we'll be carried away. The dollar will be too high, too aggressive. There'll be cheapness everywhere. And I think we move into a trump light type situation. So while this week is about corrections for all sorts of reasons, there is an element of that sense of the Trump disappointment trade in the minds of investors, perhaps. Yeah, I think there is in the back of our minds. But we know, same with Arbe, there was always worries that it would fail. But you don't stand in the way. People who have been looking for inflation, you've got to let them have their day. Mm. Every dog has his day. Let them have their purple patch and let it burn out, and then we'll be looking the other way. So although I'm cautious... I'm buying the dollar right now. I'm not standing in front of the Trump train. I got run over by Arbe, and I'm not letting that happen okay. to me again. Be careful when you're out there. Well, what's it like out there for emerging markets, David? Are they all actually better off than they looked in the immediate aftermath of the uh, election? I don't think so for the moment. I mean, I know commodity prices are starting to rise for some of them, and the ruble's the one that'll go the other way. But I don't think we're ready for EM. You know, uh, people are still worried about the inflation numbers in Turkey that we saw recently. So I don't think it's a time for him. This is the dollar time. By the second half of the year, when you get Trump light and a bit disappointment and the Fed's not going to raise rates as much, I think by then EM currencies will be really cheap, yields will be high, and then we'll turn the corner. So I don't think we should go scratching. And I think people say, well, it's a consensus trade now to buy the dollar. Well, sometimes a consensus is right. So don't always be a contrarian. And this week, we've had the first victim, if you like, in FX, which is the Mexican peso, which fell to an all-time low, and that's forced the central bank to intervene. This is the continuation of the story post-election. No sign of any respite really there. Yeah, that's an interesting thing you say, because when the dollar came off following what you said about China and the renminbi trading lower, and suddenly uh, the dollar came off, the one currency that didn't seem to know this was going on was the Mexican peso. So they've taken some action. But I think it's very difficult for them. Let's see what Trump brings. Let's see what he brings to Mexico. Let's see what happens with NAFTA. So the story for Mexico is still not a very good one as far as the U.S. is concerned. And so I think we've got to get Trump's inauguration out the way and let's see what he really stands for. And a quiet time this week for the euro and the yen to some extent. What are you expecting out of their central banks coming up? Well, it's quiet as dollar yen going for roughly 118 and a half to 116 uh, practically overnight. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just showing um, there's sex and violence everywhere in FX at the moment. I think the yen is the perfect uh, antithesis to the dollar because I think obviously the Bank of Japan are anchoring rates at zero. And the higher rates go in the US and the more Trumpflation belief there is, the greater the interest rate differential it'll be against Japan because the Bank of Japan have anchored rates at zero. 
And therefore, it's the yen to me that's the perfect counterbalance of the dollar. If you believe in the dollar, you sell the yen. If you don't believe in the dollar, you buy the yen. It's the perfect match. Because unlike Europe, which has elections, with the UK, we've got Brexit, with all sorts of countries, they're idiosyncratic ideas. But with Japan, I think that's a pure mirror representation of the dollar. And just finally, David, a lot of political movements regarding Brexit and the UK this week, but no clear direction as a result of that on Sterling. Again, it's early days, but is there a sense that the market may be taking a slightly longer, more phlegmatic view about Sterling with regard to Brexit developments? Well, I think we're waiting uh, to find out what the policies really are, and we're waiting for the article to get triggered. We're waiting for the appeal on the court case. There are lots of big events out there. We're trading at roughly 123. That's pretty low. And I think we're stuck in the 120, 125 range until something new and different breaks. And that's not yet. But when Article 50 gets triggered and we start finding out, I think we could get some big movements in sterling again. Won't be long now. Maybe just yeah, a week or so. Yeah, I mean, we're so. looking because of the current account deficit and from the accounting point of view, we think cable could fall to 110 by the end of the year. Okay, my thanks to David Bloom of HSBC. So Donald Trump is holding that press conference on Wednesday. We'll be looking at the reaction to that at next week's Hard Currency. Join us for that. Goodbye.